We are live with episode 34 of the Blue Crocus Experience, and I'm joined today by Bruce Pulver. And this man has a very interesting story, a cool story, um, and, and we're going to dive into that. But uh, I just wanted to bring him on for me uh, to learn and, and grow through the message that he brings, um, but also for you, the listeners, to um, take some some hope. And I think we're going to be talking specifically about that as we go through, but some hope and some perspective and, and another way of looking at the world around you. So uh, Bruce and I met through uh, Brian Hess, who's been on the show as well um, on Facebook and, and connected that way. And as I've gotten to know him, um, we reached out a few weeks ago, chatted on the phone and, and I was like, hey, Bruce, we got to have you on the podcast. So Bruce, really excited to have you here. I'm excited for what you're going to bring to the show here today and excited to learn from you. Well, thank you, Lewis. It's, it's great to be here and it, it's great to be with your audience and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Excellent. Yeah. So if you could, I mean, let's just dive right into it and, and uh, talk about the story. Um, I learned about your story through the TED talk that you had given, uh, the TEDx talk. Um, and, and for anyone listening, you can find that on YouTube. Um, I think you said you just, you're about uh, passing the 60,000 uh, views. Yeah, it's, uh, it's ex pretty exciting and amazing and actually overwhelming that uh, it has been seen, yeah, 60 plus thousand times. Uh, which, you know, I had, had no idea, right? And you just, just so grateful that the message has, has struck some, some chords and, and has uh, generated some conversation, which, uh, which is really the intent of a TED, right? It's ideas worth sharing and, and I'm just humbled. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's a great, a great lesson as well. I think it's about 15 minutes. Um, so you can dive into some of his story. But Bruce, if you could kind of start back at the beginning with your story, and then we'll walk through it and I'll pull out things that I have questions about, um, but let's let's get to know you a little bit more. Sure. Well, thank you. And and um, so let's start kind of in the middle. We'll go backwards a little bit, and then we'll take it from there. So my my whole mindset has grown to a place of sort of our my our our, our words really matter, and the words that we say to ourselves and the words that we say out loud. Have a, have a direct impact on our, our thoughts, our beliefs, our intentions, our outcomes, and ultimately, uh, you know, the actions we take and the results we get. And I sort of grew to that through, my, you know, sort of a, a life journey, which, which started um, with really a mir miraculous day one. Uh, back when I was born and when my mother went into labor with me, she had a, a very rare and virtually non-survivable medical trauma during labor. Uh, technically, it was called a dissecting aortic aneurysm during labor, where the, the, the arteries that lead the blood away from the heart, uh, basically the lining of the artery tore open and she wow. began bleeding in between an internal wall and an external wall. If she would have bled through the external wall, before they would have delivered me and before the surgeons would have found it and started working on her, uh, she would have passed away. Likely so would have I, because we were about 30 minutes drive from the home we lived in to the hospital. Sort of the miraculous part of that was the hospital that we went to was affiliated with Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. And there were some surgeons on faculty from Tulane University in New Orleans, who had just gone through the process of perfecting some aortic valve replacement uh, techniques. They were called over immediately 
and were able to start working on my mother, who after they delivered me, plunged into a 60-day battle during four surgeries. 30 of those days were recovery. The first 30 days were surgeries before she had the opportunity to see me. And she didn't quit. She didn't give up. She fought through somehow and lived until I was 22 years old, which was the longest survivor on record prior to her event. Wow. The longest survivor was 72 hours. So I say that story as sort of back to the beginning, because what happened after that was normal to me, but I realized later in life, incredibly unique. Uh-huh. She had a very positive outlook on life because of her emerging from, you know, as she learned more about her situation, as she, as she grew longer away from it, she realized the gift, the wow. gift that she received of life. And my father was the silent patient in this whole process, not knowing about whether his wife was going to survive, having to take care of two kids. You know, we had a couple of grandmothers health, et cetera, but, but he was very much a man who loved words. And I talk about in the TED, some of the examples of things he did, but that sort of oozed into me just in life, um, loving words. So a positive energy and a love of words was just sort of a natural thing to me. And then as I started this conversation, I said kind of in the middle was, was this sort of appreciation for the power of our words. So, so how did I get to that point? After 25 years working in the healthcare technology business, I was laid off from a job that I thought was going to be my career, like the ending of my career. I thought I'd retire there and I'd been there for a long time. And, you know, a lot of folks are going through some of those things right now, but, um, so we'll dive into that a little bit more. But, but what ended up happening is that my mother's optimism of life and my father's love of words forged together the day after that layoff. And I began writing, writing a single word, using the letters of the word to define it. And, and that word that I would write each morning gave me energy and gave me some strength and gave me some encouragement to take the next day and take the next day and take the next day. So that 420-day journey became a journal, and then became the book, Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter. And so that's leading us to kind of having a conversation about sort of how does that work in my life? And, and you know, what, what sort of lessons have I learned? I love that. Yeah, you've painted the picture so much more concisely than I could have. And I, I purposely kind of left out the book part, um, because the, the story is so key. And I think that leads up very well. So um, as he as Bruce mentioned, he has written a book. It's on the way to me. Um, you can also find it on his website above the chatter, our words matter, but he kind of, you, you, Bruce, you kind of distilled the journey into that book. And, and so um, I'd love to dive into, you know, that layoff period. Like you said, a lot of people have experienced probably layoffs or they've lost their job or um, you know, there's no certainty for their job or career, or maybe they, the company has gone bankrupt and they've, you know, they, they just have no idea what they're doing. So I'd love to dive into that dark period that you experienced in the layoff. I, I would like to acknowledge first, obviously, you know, your parents have instilled an incredible amount of optimism and positivity into you. That's, that's, you know, obviously I'm, I'm really sorry that, that your mom did pass away when you were 22, but to have 22 years with her is incredible given the, given the, the circumstances. So uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that before we dive into other stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. That, I tell you, you know, I kind of glossed over a little bit, but let's do dive in there because 
it was it was a pretty dark time, right? I mean, I, I can remember the the visceral feeling, you know, just through my body when you know the announcement was made, and I, you know, everybody, how these things work, right? You get called into an office, and there's an HR person there that you don't know, so yeah. you, you know that meeting's not going to necessarily go well, but you don't know what. But then then that happens, right? And there's there's sort of I don't know. I'm 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 kind of a big Charlie Brown comic fan, and you kind of remember the teacher, you know. Womp, 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 womp. you hear all these things about the package and this is going to end and you know yeah. you turn your badge in all the all the things and you're kind of going wait a minute <laughs> did you just say that you know this is ended or i'm being furloughed or you know someone's taking my place or the company's been acquired or things are being shut down so it took it took quite a while for that to sort of sink in and i, and I went through you know i guess all of the emotions right there's the there's the denial wait a minute, you must mean the other guy, yeah. not me, right? Because you kind of start thinking about your performance, you're thinking about your confidence, wait a minute, this hat can't be right. Then, you know, then you kind of go into this anger mode of how could, how could they 25 years, how could they do that? I mean, there was a list of probably, you know, 100 people on the list on the, this grease board, and they went and erased some names, which are the ones that were going to stay. And at the end of the day, Mine was still up on the board. Right. Wait a minute. You know, you kind of start thinking about that. And then, then there's fear and, you know, devastation. Like, okay, I've got responsibilities that I have no idea whether I've saved, whether I haven't, you know, whether there's a nest egg, whether I'm, you know, living from, you know, hand to hand to mouth. It's because you were, a, you were, oh a my father, gosh, what am I going to do? You were a father. This yeah. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. And all of that stuff, right? With, with not just the money and the bills part, but, you know, when you're the dad or the mom, when you're both, you know, providing for the family, safety and security are, are you know, two of the main things that you're trying to provide in your house and your home. Um, and comfort, not, not comfort like excess, but just a safe place, right? And can you keep that? And what is it going to be like? And all these things kind of go through your flashing through my head. And, and, you know, there was the spiral. There absolutely was the, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Can I get out of this? What am I, you know, you start asking yourself all the questions that you've never had to really think about or ask yourself. And you that's to, kind of where it, where it started. You have to tell the wife what's going on and, and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I had a similar, you know, not quite as bad, but um, I had a similar experience last year where I got laid off and I, I had a 20 minute drive home and it was just like flip-flopping between like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And, and panic and, and all of this stuff. And then I just walked in and she knew immediately that something was going on. And I was just like, I, I just lost the job. Right. So, so how was that experience for you? Cause that was, that was a, a very, like, I, I, as I'm talking about, it, it's bringing back the emotions, right. That, that fear and panic. Right. Well, you know, you, you nailed it on the head, right. And, and this isn't just a guy thing, right. It, you flip it. It, it. it doesn't mean to be gender related. However, our wives just, they have this sense. They just know. They just know when something yeah. is different. And, you know, for me, I went in at nine o'clock. I, I, I drove back into the driveway at 1030. You know, what are you doing home? Something happened. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's when we were driving to work and you had an office and all, yeah. uh, which is no different than these days. But, but yeah. So, so, you know, you're, you're, you're driving home by yourself. And like, for me, it was like halfway home. I was thinking, okay, this can't be about me anymore. I now have three other people, two daughters and my wife. Okay. So, so what do I do? Right. Do I, do I man up and, you know, oh, I've got this and, and do all that or, or be, because you, you, you want to be strong. Yeah. 
or or do I just kind of come in and say, man, I I just need what this ha- this home can give me, mm-hmm. and, and hope that you have the cheerleading, not cheerleading, but the support there. But it's a balance because you don't want to disrupt. And I guess I guess my faith basically helped me say, I will get through this. But my fear said, man, it better happen fast. I don't know how. What's next? And and you kind of have to have to deal with all that stuff in your head and that 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 could have really been a dark dark time and and it was right I mean I I I believe that I was given this gift of starting to write these encouraging words to myself as as melding between both of my parents and the 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 thing I could latch on to was the fact that they were both gone and passed away but there was something there that just so, so yeah, so you, you come home, you tell your wife, and then it was the next day you said that you started, uh, walk us through kind of that, that click moment. Did you, did you think about it the night before and be like, okay, this is something I'm going to try? Because um, I know in our discussions, you and I have talked about how you're very much a committed to the process or committed to the commitment kind of guy, whether it be, you know, a, a workout challenge or something like that. So walk us through that. Yeah, so I think this process actually helped me become more of the committed to the commitment person, because actually it was a total surprise to me. I woke up, I mean, it, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but you know, when I woke up and I guess I was, you know, in the bedroom getting ready to kind of start the day to figure that out. And, you know, day one, day one of the new world, right. Right. Um, a single word, just, I said, Bruce, you gotta be strong. And I just started asking myself, well, what does that mean? What does it mean? Strong, right. Go to the gym, you know, what, what does it mean being strong? And I just, I guess because of my dad's love of crossword puzzles and words and all that, I just wrote it down vertically. And I looked at it and I said, well, what, is, what does strong mean? And immediately, just boom, stand tall, remain optimistic, now go for it. S-T-R-O-N-G just came out and I, I wrote it down so I didn't forget it. I said, okay, well, that's interesting. And so let's try to find something today for which I can be strong. Mm-hmm. Strong for my family, maybe. Maybe it's strong for... You know, just keeping my chin up. Maybe it's strong for, hey, read through that severance package program or that 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 separation agreement. Just just pay attention to it. Be, don't let yourself get Bruce totally spiraling. Just focus on trying to be have a strong moment, even if the a second. Um, and that was okay, right? That was great. So I kind of okay. That that we can. Then the next when it started repeating, like waking up at the same time, like three days in a row with another word. Then I started to try to become intentional about it and say, okay, what's today? What's today? What's today? And that's how the process sort of continued every morning. However, it grew some legs because I started sharing the messages with others. Mm -hmm. And that's where the gift to me became something I could share with others, which actually quite honestly lifted me when I was in a, difficult situation, I was able to get a nugget of feedback that these messages were also helping others that were going through something that I didn't even know about. Right. I love that. I love that. Can you, you have the book right there, don't you? I do. Yeah. Can you hold up the, uh, the cover to the screen just so people who are watching on YouTube can kind of get an idea. So there, there is the word strong and you can kind of see how he's, Bruce has written the words um, out similar to a crossword puzzles. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and that book is basically a compilation. Is it, you know, the 400 um, words? T- talk us through what's in the book um, so that people... Yeah, can... there's um, 
it's, I, I broke it down into chapters and the chapters have uh, various themes. It, so no, no, it was a journal of 400 messages, not alphabetic, not by topic, not indexed. It was just what I did. And then, so I spent about a day and a half at a coffee shop saying, okay, this is a chapter that sort of com comes together. This is a chapter that comes together. So there's uh, 16 chapters. I'll just give you the title of a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, positive, af positive affirmations gets the doubt out. Um, determination, name it and claim it. I did, the, I did every day of the week. So I did Monday through Sunday. That's a chapter. And then I did every month of the year, you know, January through December. Um, one of my favorite chapters um, is, is uh, called uh, Unique. And it's chapter nine, and it's thank God no one is like you. And for anyone that has children approaching the teen years or in the teen years, that was sort of the focus of encouraging our our youth to embrace embrace the fact that there's uniquenesses about them. Because as I was going through this change and this challenge, I started questioning my validity. You know, am I the sales guy that I think I am? I'm not. I'm not that, I'm not this other person, I'm not, I don't work this way. And that sort of was also self-daggers, if you will. I was probably stabbing myself somewhat emotionally that, you know, I was doubting. So the fact that uh, one of the words I wrote was unique um, is in Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E, yeah. not U-N-I-Q. Yeah. So uh, that's a chapter that, that I, I really like to hang on, especially for, you know, talking with our kids and, and others that, you know, maybe questioning that they're not like everyone else. So I organized it into those 16 chapters that are themed. And then we just list the words and, you know, some folks read it cover to cover and other comments have been great. Well, they say, you know, I just let the book fall to a page in the morning and, th and there's a word for me. So, but I got to say that what this book has turned out to be and the way that it's impacted my life is like nothing I'd expected. And it's so humbling, honestly, that it, it has, an influence and an impact on others greater than what I thought it would and probably somewhat greater than maybe it even does for me. And it's so, it's so humbling and so rewarding to know that the ripple of the power of our words um, is impacting so many. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I think I mentioned this to you on our first phone call. Um, I was like, when we first connected, I was like, this guy's a little, you know, he's a little bit of a nerd here. Like, what, what's he doing talking about words? Like, what, like, how does that apply to me as a business owner? You know, I, I always enjoyed um, reading and, and English and everything um, growing up, but I, it's just like, what is Bruce doing here? Like, what's he up to? And then as I got to start seeing, you know, the, the messages come across your feed every day, and I hopped onto a few of your live videos and, as you were doing 75 hard and stuff, I started to see the passion that lies within you um, and the passion to look at life from a different perspective. Um, you, you kind of touched on it there with the, the first word that popped into your head. Obviously that underlying mindset was there. Um, you just didn't quite know it was there. And then, then it developed and became this, this movement, this thing that you've, you've developed and, and kind of latched onto, um, which is really exciting. But I did want to say, you know, for listeners, um, you know, it might seem like an odd theme to have on the podcast, but as you dive into it, you know, we're all looking to, um, as business owners grow and develop and, and become better versions of ourselves. And, and there's ups and downs. There's, you know, as Bruce said, 
Um, and as I kind of related quickly, we've both had that layoff experience or that uh, basically end of, of life as we knew it. Um, and, and so being able to look at things from a different perspective is, is so key. I, I actually do want to dive into the unique there um, because I think it applies not only to teenagers, uh, you know, obviously society is pushing all of us to be as similar to each other as possible, or we have to, you know, try to be this, this the same as this one idol that, that may be, you know, covering the, the magazines and whatever. But let's dive into that because as business owners, that no one else is like us. And so we each bring our own unique set of skills. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll let you run with that. Yeah. So, and, and let's circle back on the business aspect too, because I do want to chat about that in a minute. So, so the word unique. Um, so the, I'll just, if I, I'll just read that sort of a couple sentences and then the word unique, right? Yeah. So uh, unique, unique, thank God, no one is like you. The concept of the popularity contest is hard to eliminate especially in the fast-paced, images-everything world of today. Please take pause and know that God created every person with unique gifts, talents, and purpose. Take a moment each day to celebrate your uniqueness, for these qualities make you the amazing gift that you are. That's the introduction of the chapter, and the first word we wrote was unique, U-N-I-Q-U-E. So the U is understand that you rock. Period. End of story. You're enough as is, you are amazing. And yeah, sometimes that's hard to believe, but just understand that, that, that there's more folks outside of your mind that are saying, man, Lewis has it going on. When in your mind, you might be saying, well, here are my limiting beliefs, but just, right. just take a moment to understand that you rock. That's the you. N is notice the nuances. They make you special. So what's, un- what's unique about you, the nuances of you, what you're able to do, the gifts that you have is what make you special, right? Not make you awkward or not make you not like everybody else. It's what makes you special. That's the end. I is internalize that uniqueness as a gift, not a limitation. It's your gift. So it might be a health struggle. Let's say that you might go, yeah, that's, that's limiting, but how can that help you help someone else? How can someone see that you're persevering through a physical challenge or a mental challenge or, or a financial challenge, that, that, that that's your gift, the fact that you're, you're, you're uniqueness and internalize that. So then the cue, which are hard, cues are really hard in this exercise, is quick, high five yourself. So Ooh, I love what that. I meant by that is, is give yourself some encouragement that as you go through this analysis of your uniqueness, and then the U is the letter U, U, the letter R, you are amazing. Deal with it, right? It's, it's almost like a, a pat on the back a bit as well, right? And then the E for unique is embrace the difference. So the one thing that we had, well, we no longer have teenagers. Our youngest is 20. But one of the things that I think is so overlooked sometimes about that the, you know, the younger society, the younger generation that, that looks to comparison is the only thing they have in common is how different they are. Right. If they would embrace the fact that, wow, everyone in this room, everyone on this soccer field, everyone in this band, everyone in this play, everyone in this debate team is the same in the fact that they're unique, that they're different. And that's, I know that's kind of weird and like kind of nerdy, like you said, Yeah. but so that's, that's my approach to unique. I love that. Yeah, because, and as 
like I grew up obviously and as a teenager everyone wants to be exactly the same and you want to be like the person that you idolize um but as I've gotten older and, and as I've connected with all the wonderful people on this podcast um, and people like you, Bruce, is we all have strengths. We all have things that as a team and as, as a collective make this world a better place, right? You know, I have some things that only I am good at, um, some things that make me Lewis. Um, you have obviously this beautiful gift and, and many others. Um, and that's that takes so much pressure off of um me, I guess, and, and off of, it, it should take pressure off of anyone who is listening or, or who is existing in this world, because just be the best you, um, develop the talents that you have and, and then relax and, and let the rest of the people who surround you, you know, feed into making you a better person. Absolutely. I do think it's also important to pay attention to as best you can, the folks that you do surround yourself with, because mm -hmm. you want to create a mindset of acceptance of the difference, right? right? The fact that, you know, um, I can do a certain thing well or have a skill is actually off someone else's plate versus right. me having to fill up the whole plate right. and feeling, feeling inadequate potentially. On the business side that we were talking about, if I can go there for a second. Absolutely. Um, so here's some ways that, that uh, business leaders have um, taken what we're doing here and applied it in their, in their business model from sort of a strategic or even a tactical standpoint um, to help drive results. Cause that's really what this is about from a business perspective. It's kind of warm and fuzzy. Hey, he's got these words that kind of sound like poems, you know, this guy's kind of off there, but I've also been in business for 30 plus years and it's all about results and it's all about outcomes. I sat down one day with the chief revenue officer of a large company and we had lunch together and he said, you know, I've, I've, I've got to grow this business and I've got to grow primarily my responsibilities to grow the top line, to grow the revenue. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, okay, what does that mean to you? He goes, well, you know, I've got to, got to explore new markets. I've got to, I've got to uh, you know, maximize the channels that we're in. I've got to uh, you know, look at my territory coverage, all these kind of tactical things in, in a business. And I said, well, well, what does it mean to you for growth? Let's just write it down. So we wrote growth vertically over lunch. And, and he wrote G-R-O-W-T-H. And when we left, he had his own word for what growth meant, which his plan was to then take it back to his team and use it as a symbol, use it as a, a encouraging you know, mantra or motto for the day or for the year or for the quarter. The same is true. I've met with some C a CEO who had just acquired two companies and we did a day-long workshop with his staff around the word culture because he wanted to meld two different companies that were obviously started by, you know, from different ori uh, origins and combine and come up with a culture. So what we did there was we brought a group of, I don't know, 20 people or so together. We put five at a table and we asked them, what kind of company culture is going to make you jump out of bed, is going to make you engaged and make you on fire and so we said here's the framework let's use the word culture you know credibility would be c you would be you know um understand our benefits uh meaning as a, as a company l might be you know lead by example so we came up with the different tables worth of what that word culture meant and they left with a unified approach to how they were going to meld their culture where the employees bought in and actually participated in defining what that was. 
That's huge. That's huge because a lot of, um, you know, the more I get into learning about business and, and developing my own business, it's, you've got to have a mission statement. You've got to have, uh, you know, something that defines you as a company. So you're actually offering this as a service for, for businesses. Am I right? You know, going out, That's right. um, can you do virtual and in person? Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, you know, virtual is kind of the way we all went right away. And whether it's, whether it's a 30 minute or an hour, you know, morning, uh, let's get our day started the huddle, you know, that, that folks are virtually doing now, or if it's a keynote, um, a, a leadership retreat, um, whether it's a user conference for, you know, bringing a group of an association together, uh, we're doing a lot of workshops and talks that way. Uh, and we're finding new ways to do them right over the, over the virtual approach and hopefully soon back in person is that that makes a big difference to me. I love being face to face. Oh, the energy of in-person events. I remember, you know, as, as everything was kind of shutting down, I went to a networking event um, for a chamber of commerce. I think it was about a week before, you know, we weren't allowed to gather in person. And at that point it was like elbow bumps or something, you know, something, it just, it just wasn't the same, even though we were in person, it wasn't the same, you know, as a, as a good handshake um, connecting with people. And, you know, we've all gotten very comfortable being virtual and you know it's beautiful because you and I can can uh, meet this way and chat um, and I think people are more comfortable with that but being in person there's just an energy that that you can't get through the screen oh absolutely absolutely and so a couple of the cool things that um, again are part of what we're doing here with the book and the message and the speaking is um, you know I truly believe that this whole process was a gift to me yeah. So when I'm booked to speak or when, you know, a company might say, hey, Bruce, we want to get a case of books for our employees or do something for customers. Uh, I then take and allocate some books to donate. Uh, so whenever a book is sold, a book's donated. And the, 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 just the, the exciting part to me is where these books have landed based on the, the generosity of companies and organizations that have hired me. Um, hospitals, uh, homeless shelters, uh, we're doing some work at some exploitation and trafficked women recovery groups, wow. um, the veterans, uh, veterans uh, organizations, et cetera. So it's, it's just a joy to be able to say, okay, let's continue what I call the ripple, right? You drop a pebble in the water and see how far it reaches. So that's something that, again, because, because the, the message in the book and the message is we're such a gift and the journey of turning the journal into more, um, it's been so rewarding to just be able to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to find a place for these books to land. And that's been, that's been such a joy as a byproduct of this process. Yeah, no, that that's excellent. And I mean, every, not only, you know, if companies are, are getting you on to speak or whatever, but every book that's purchased um, you're, you're donating it to a library or to a homeless shelter as well. So if, if you go to his, uh, to Bruce's site and purchase a book, there's, you know, it, it's kind of like the, uh, I forget right off the top of my head, but there, there are companies now where they'll plant a tree basically when you buy something, it's the same concept there, which is yeah. wonderful. Well, I think that's important. I think, I think the community like wants that. I think, I think the community needs it. And, and I'm not making an assumption that my, you know, my book, you just lay it out there and everybody's life gets easier. That's not it at all. But uh, what I have found is just through feedback, um, you know, the message has, has resonance uh, in, in certain places where other organizations are helping other people as a resource i love that i love that cool and i'll put the uh i'll put the link below um as well in the in uh, in all the podcast platforms but bruce let's finish off here with um the word hope you and i were chatting 
off air um, before we started. And, and I think hope is something that all of us need to um, grab onto and gravitate towards, whether it be surrounding us with people who give us hope. Um, but I'd like to dive into the word a little bit here because there's only a few days left in the year. Um, and there's the ability to um, there, there's the ability to hope for a lot of things. There's a lot of possibility yeah. in the days that are left. And then there's a, there's a whole new year with whatever it brings. So let's, let's dive into hope and what that means to us as business owners and people. Yeah. And again, it's sort of a, a buildup of you, you take the words and the, that, that I am going to define here using the word hope. Yeah. And it may sound a little bit cliche ish, like, well, that sounds easy, but you know, write it for yourself and see what that works. You know, how, how it can come alive to you and for me as you can kind of back up to the beginning story again uh with our family and and hope um i was sort of raised with hope meaning having overwhelmingly positive expectations wow that doesn't mean it'll be easy it, it doesn't mean it's going to come just because you say that but when you have an optimistic and positive expectation the energy can set itself into the right path of looking for and creating those expectations through your actions. I love that. I love that. So, I mean, the, the positive expectations are good. So how can we implement, what, what is a way to work on our mindset, if you will? Maybe we are in a place that, you know, the last few months have, have really gotten to us. So how can we go out, you know, strong yeah hard hard right i mean gee whiz every time we turn around it seems like another boulder is trying to fall on us so i would here's what i've tried to do i've tried to look at everything that is going on and look at it as the situation not me so what you know what we're facing whether it's a, a you know a furlough or you know, you're not able to get your, your full hours in or the job's been eliminated or the kids are now at home, uh, not, you know, working, you got to set up a homeschool situation, et cetera. Those are the circumstances and those, that's the situation. That's not you. Yeah. What's you is how do we own that up or, or deal with that and create something by which we know we're enough beginning, just getting into it. We are enough to start and not let that own us and keep falling on us. We, everything up to now we've lived through and I get it. Sure. It's all tough and it's mental health week, uh, awareness month, et cetera. So I don't want to m minimize this in any way, but by just separating the situation from us and not letting it become us is one way to, to start thinking about and then I'm incremental, right? I'm commitment to the commitment guy. Do one thing towards that expectation every day, every day. Whether it's a fitness program you say you want to get on, whether it's a, a you know a health uh, nutrition, whether it's the job search, whether it's setting up that school, uh, homeschool office. Don't try to be perfect from day one. Just but do something every day incrementally towards making it better. Huge. That's huge. And I, I would say, you know, as someone who's learning to be committed to the commitment, um, don't try and bite off a whole, you know, well, if it's a fitness program, don't go into the gym for four hours a day because that's not sustainable. Um, you know, maybe maybe in a year, once you've gotten used to the commitment, that's something that, you know, you crave, right? But if you're not used to working out or, or whatever, diving into this like massive program 
might not be the best way to, to be sustainable. So as Bruce said, pick something small, um, whether it be writing down a word in the morning, um, not yeah. to belittle that, but something that doesn't take a ton of time, maybe 15 minutes a day, and then get used to that process and then you can expand it. I think that's, I think that's huge. I would agree. And, and to add to that, I mean, you, you and I were talking about the 5k that you're, uh, you're, get, you're getting ready for. So I, I went through that as well. I wanted to, to run. I actually, I lost a bet and I had to run a 10k and it was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Cause I, yeah. was, I really had not been a runner. So I decided that into the bed at night, here go the shoes and what I'm going to wear. Right. So, so the next morning I get up and I get to the end of the driveway and what do I see up the road? A telephone pole. Okay, Bruce, you're going to get to that first telephone pole today. What is it? 60 yards? I don't know. However far that was. Okay, one more. And that was my increment. So at the end of a week, I mean, it might have been seven telephone poles I ran, and then maybe I walked a portion of the rest. And then the next day, I would try to get to another telephone pole and another telephone pole. And before I knew it, after a couple of weeks of doing it every day, I had a little bit longer running spell in me. Um, so you're absolutely right. Make sure the way you can do it is do something towards the goal every day and celebrate what you did. Even if it's, you know, I tied the shoes, but I didn't get out there today. Right. But, or, you know, push through, especially when it's challenging because on the other side of the challenge is where the joy is. So just a little bit, a little bit more. I love that. I mean, the, the journey of a thousand miles is started with one step, right? Yeah. And, but it's also not stopping the steps. Yeah. And, and when it's hard and when you, when you feel, oh my gosh, I'm not there yet, but you're one more step closer. You're one step closer. And it, I mean, it sounds like a mind game and, and it probably is, but writing 400 days and then doing the 75 hard and, you know, doing my physical fitness stuff every day is, just, it's almost like I owe it. I, I can't let my, I won't let myself down on those things after you do them enough times. It's like, it's just part of my lifestyle. It's not a habit. It's not a resolution. It's part of, becomes part of my lifestyle and you make incremental space for it. And then it, it grows more and it becomes part of who you are. The momentum builds. And eventually there's a point where it's like, well, this is what I do. This is who I am. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Well, Bruce, this has been huge. I usually end off with, you know, what would be, what's something we didn't chat about that you want to add? Um, or is what is something to sum up to speak to fellow business owners who, who may be, you know, struggling with mindset? Well, first of all, um, I certainly can relate to, you know, the challenges, right? This world is new for us. It's the first time we've all had to deal with the same thing. Uh -huh. in different ways. So I would, I would just encourage everyone to, you know, use their uniqueness, their creativity, finding a way. Sometimes you don't have to go through a wall when you hit it. Sometimes you can go around it, over it, above it, or sometimes bounce off it and go in another direction. So I would, I would encourage everyone to stay strong, stand tall, remain optimistic. Now go for it. Keep their hope have overwhelmingly positive expectations and stay incremental and committed to the commitment. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's perfect. Perfect way to wrap up um, with a, with a strong message. Bruce, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you this morning. 
Um, I, I hope that, you know, the listeners take away as much as I did. Um, and I, I certainly, you know, was encouraged more to continue down the path of commitment and positivity. So it's, I really appreciate you coming on and, and I will put um, all the links down below in the description, but if you want to just um, let people know how they can connect with you and where they can connect with you um, before we sign off, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned the, uh, the website above the chatter, our words matter.com. Also on Instagram and Facebook, uh, above the chatter, Bruce Pulver. I post just about every day, uh, try to put a new message out and some positive energy. So you can find those pages, uh, you like them, send me a message. Um, those are probably the best ways. And um, I try to respond to just about, I try to respond to everyone very quickly. So I want to thank you for having me on very much. It was a pleasure to have this conversation and thanks for the opportunity to chat. Absolutely. And just one more thing, you have an email newsletter where you'll send out a word of the day as well. So people can, can uh, latch onto that. Absolutely. Just uh, we'll connect that way as well. I send out a daily message every day. All right, guys, have a fantastic day. And, and Bruce, thank you so much. My pleasure.